It's time to find balance and be refreshed here on Every Heart, Every Woman. Every Heart, Every Woman. Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. Every Heart, Every Woman. Let's get motivated to move forward as we share our life experiences. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview, we're going to set the tone like we always do with some music. This is Mighty God. It's from my CD entitled True Worship. Sit back and enjoy.
Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Well, our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the information about Love Ministries as you go to their website. Go to loveministriesbills.org. You can also visit my website at carlanivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K. We are so excited about our interview for today. We are welcoming back Monica Zuniga, founder of We Are Unveiled. Monica is a coach, a consultant, and a communicator, empowering women to step into their full potential. We Are Unveiled is a ministry whose sole mission is to remove the veil for all women, whether that's fully or just partially. They create a space for you to feel seen, known, and understood intentionally and individually for who you are right now in this moment. They embrace what makes us different and are committed to sharing the beauty and individuality. Now We Are Unveiled is developing, equipping, and platforming unique, diverse female leaders in the Christian evangelical space and beyond. Thank you so much, Monica, for being with us. Yes, thank you for having me. So honored to be back. Absolutely. So, Monica, I actually had to... Uh, to look this up because you were on our show really in our first season. The last time you were on our show was in 2018. You were episode 17. Now we're on episode 125. So it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute, girl. <laughs> and we're in 2020 now. So right. a lot has happened. <laughs> we are in 2020. Crazy yeah. 2020. Yes. Um, we are still here. And Honestly, Monica, I thought, my thoughts were looking back, Mm -hmm. I felt like you had the heart of God for that current season in 2018. Mm -hmm. And now in 2020, given our current climate, honestly, you know what? I feel like you still have the heart of God for this very, very, very Mm -hmm. season. And so now you are um, equipping female leaders, which I Mm -hmm. absolutely love, diverse female leaders, um, which I love. So my first question is what, what, I think this is going to be a loaded question, but what are the current events that led you to revamp We Are Unveiled? You know, I think um, a lot of it had to do with the past four years of just our world, a lot of the division we saw, not just um, racially, but also in the church. I think, you know, we're right now, it's October 2020, and we're, sorry, November 2020, early November. And so we're in light of the election and so much happening, and there's just so much tension and so much division. And I think what I found in the past four years is a minority female, an evangelical minority female, um, the opportunities in 2018, man, that was before 2019, obviously. And in 2019, I traveled and spoke, I believe, 28 times across the U.S. and international trips. And I found that places I went, areas I spoke, um, I was often the only female or the only minority um, female that was in that space. And so God just really started to stir my heart for creating space for more women and um, also just stirred my heart to really love the skin I'm in more. You know, I'm Latina and um, I've grown up in the evangelical church my entire life. And something I've really come to realize over the past few years, specifically from when I last saw you to now, is that I spent a lot of my life 
being uncomfortable. So other people were comfortable around me. And I just really started to take a step back and ask myself, you know, what do I want to wear? What do I want to say? What music do I want to listen to? What do I want to eat? How do I really embrace the skin that God chose to put me in because he could have put me in any skin and any culture and any background. And as I began to embrace more of who I was, as I began to travel and speak and see the lack of diversity for women in this area, I really began to have more of a heart to create more space for women. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the culmination of 2020 has been insane. Um, but really the pivotal conversation for me that led me to do this, I was um, hanging out with some friends. Um, Anthony Evans is a good friend of mine and we were at his house during COVID and we were hanging out a group of us and Kirk Franklin came over cause Kirk and him are really close. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, Kirk Franklin's coming. You know, um, I know his son really well. And we got to talking and Kirk was asking me, you know, what are you passionate about? What do you want to do? And I told him, you know, at this point I knew my passion was to raise minority female voices. And he, this is before George Floyd. This was before we saw the world really come up on his head. And it was about two weeks before George Floyd. And, and Kirk looked at me and said, our world needs diverse female leaders right now. Mm-hmm. Um, more than ever, the diverse female voices needed. Women bring healing, women bring restoration, women bring life, women bring people together, unlike men. And he said, men are not trusted right now in our churches and in our culture. Um, And to have a diverse female in that space, he said, really, now is the time to elevate those voices because the traditional model of doing it is out the window. You know, it's it's not going to look the way it used to. And so he just really challenged me to do it. He looked me in the eyes and said, what are you waiting for? Now is the time you need to do it. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, God used him. I think if it weren't for him, I don't know if I'd be moving in this direction. Um, If it weren't for who Kirk Franklin is and the authority that he carries, you know, and the wisdom that he carries, um, I don't know if I would be even having this conversation or having the boldness to step out and unapologetically say, I have a platform that's now devoted to elevating the minority voice in this Christian space. And I know it's needed. I know it will be a challenge, but it was a combination of my personal journey, what the world's going through. And um, it's it's a day-by-day step. It's still hard, but I'm very excited to see what God's going to do through this. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. That brings that story. So I traveled with Kirk Franklin for a while. Oh, and awesome. yeah, so and met Anthony there. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony's a good friend of 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 ours, mine in, in Roosevelt too. We haven't seen mm-hmm. him in a while. But when we when we were uh practicing with Kirk and there were times of unbelievable prayer, and mm-hmm. Kirk Franklin really does have the way of praying over your life. Yeah. Getting into asking you those tough questions until you can answer them Mm -hmm. and then kind of giving you that that go ahead that you need, like speaking those words. Yes. Back to you and Mm -hmm. saying, I see this and I see that if you step into that role that you will honor the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You know, you you'll use your gifts like you're not doing this to gain some type of mm-hmm. clout or whatever, yeah. um, which I'm sure he sees all the time. And yes. so when yeah. he sees a heart that actually loves the Lord and wants to run after their purpose, mm-hmm. he is great about 
like, totally. yes, giving yeah. you the, giving you the permission and the go ahead. So that is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It was a powerful moment and I definitely will never forget it. And so grateful that God used him in that way. Yeah. And yeah. so I think we need that at times, you know, God's patient with us. Even if he puts the prompting in our spirit, I think if you're listening to this and you know, God's telling you to do something just like in the Bible, we saw Gideon put the fleece out and ask again and again, you know, it's, it's okay Mm -hmm. to ask for another sign or to trust God for that. And if God really wants you to step out on something, he'll provide it and he'll, he'll give you that go ahead. So it was really impactful for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. I like that you said that because I I do that sometimes when I'm like, okay, especially in 2020, let's, let's just be honest. (laughs) There are times when you are thinking, okay, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm setting up stuff, but (laughs) this year has been so rocky and shaky in so many Mm -hmm. different ways that you go back to the Lord and say, okay, give me a sign sometimes. Give me something that I can see yes. so that I actually know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Absolutely. Um, I'm wondering, Monica, as you're traveling and and speaking and meeting people, meeting the needs of people, what are you finding that most female leaders uh, are in need of? Yeah, this has been... So another thing that God has done in this time frame, 2019 and 2020, is he's just connected me with a lot of influential women and leaders who have combined millions and millions of followers, people listening to their podcast videos, they're creating so much content. And they, these are the front leaders of our mm-hmm. next generation. And mm-hmm. a lot of them look to me as a leader. A lot of them I'm coaching right now, working with, and I, it's been glaring. Like when I'm going to tell you what they're lacking, it's glaringly evident across the board. It doesn't matter demographic, age, um, ethnicity, you know, financial status, they're lacking the same things. And what I found is it's accountability and mentorship. Um, I'm 32. A lot of these women are in their twenties, early thirties. And so they're looking to me as that many of them don't even live in the same city as me. And they're looking to me as their accountability, their mentor. And I'm constantly coaching them and asking them, you know, who is in your city? Who's in your church? Is there an older woman that you can confide in? Do you have that relationship? And across the board, many of them don't. So they're making really not dumb decisions, but and some of them are making dumb decisions, but some of, most of them don't know how to have um, Sabbath in their life or how to have boundaries in their life or how to order their life. And they have all this influence, all this impact that they're, that they're having, all these people watching them, but they don't have the boundary to know when to turn it off. They don't have the boundary to know when to rest. They don't have the boundary to know what to allow into your life and what not to allow. And so those things come from mentorship and discipleship. Those things come from women who are holding them accountable. They're in relationships with guys that are super unhealthy and toxic, and they don't have anyone holding them accountable or holding them or their, their boyfriend accountable. Um, so that's one major area. And then the second is biblical literacy. And um, it's so obvious because many of them use scripture to make a point. Uh, mm-hmm. A big question I ask them is, have you read the Bible cover to cover? Have you actually read from Genesis to Revelation and read the entire thing? Because if you haven't, you're really not equipped to teach on it in any capacity because you don't know the full story. You don't know, mm-hmm. you don't know, you don't have the context to actually understand what what God is saying through the entire book. And even when you read it once cover to cover, you still don't know. And right. you're still going to take it out of context. And so 
because our world is infiltrated, as you know, you have children, you know, mm-hmm. infiltrated with so much false truth, false doctrine, so many lies, they can find anything that sounds biblical, maybe even in the Bible, that will align with their own ideology and their own truth, if you will. Mm-hmm. But it may not be actually biblical and what is what God is calling us to. And so there's a huge lack in that area, which um, is just concerning because many people are following, listening to them, but they don't know how to study the Bible. They don't know how to interpret the Bible. They don't know the Bible. They're not reading it. And so those those are the two main areas. There are obvious other areas as far as leadership development goes, um, speaking, you know, coaching them on those things. Um mm-hmm growing their influence, teaching them how to manage their money. That's a big one. I would say order would probably be mentorship, Bible, money, um, top three areas that are lacking and how to coach them on that. So, and even with me, I have a list of older women that are working with me because I don't have all the answers to that. I haven't been to seminary. I don't, um, I'm not going to, I know how to study the word of God and teach it in context. I have women that prove my messages, but I'm not an expert. I haven't done this. I don't, I haven't taught at a church, you know, um, when it comes to how to run a household, I'm not married, you know, I don't know how to do that. I don't have kids yet. And so I have women that I've asked to come alongside to help train these women as well. Um, but they're really desperate for mentorship and discipleship. They want the accountability. Mm-hmm. They just haven't found it or they're not, um, they don't know how to receive it well. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say those three areas for sure, others, but they're pretty glaring across the board in those yeah. areas. Yeah. that's And really, I think this is a call for what you're saying is this is a call for um, the, you know, older women in the church who have gone through some things to mm-hmm. really step up to the, to the plate in, in this area. Yeah. I think I have recommended so many times, especially during 2020, I thought I've recommended so many times during this time when we are mostly based at home, yeah. figure out ways to hook up with somebody one-on-one, whether it's via, you know, via Zoom and, and share your life. You know, if yeah. you're, if you're feeling isolated, somebody else is too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so let's, let's hook up. And so yeah. there have been so many women in, in the church who have reached out to me at this time. And it has blessed my, every conversation mm-hmm. has blown my mind. Yeah. Every conversation I knew was a gift to me from the Lord. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's really a, a call for, you know, yeah. the women in the church to, to step up into that area and feel equipped you know, to do that. Yes. When you've been through some things, you can help somebody else through, through that. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I think it's something that with what we're developing, uh, it's going to be an online platform through an mm-hmm. app that mm-hmm. any woman can have access to resources, training, um, devotionals, different things. But I want to have a section for mentorship where they can type in a question to get advice. And the only people that can reply are older women who have maybe gone through that and there can mm-hmm. be opportunity for them to connect online. Um, so there's an aspect where they get that and it's a trusted source to get it, 
And I would love to see that develop, obviously, into real life on life. I think that's an aspect that the women that mentor and disciple me, one of the biggest things we've talked about is for them, they've, you know, um, for example, I was on a call with Jenny Allen and we were talking about this very thing. And she was saying, Jenny's, you know, huge, has a huge ministry, written many Mm -hmm. books, is very influential in the evangelical space. And she said, you know, all I did was when I was in college, I got girls together for a small group and I taught the Bible with them. And then I did that out of college, you know, and then I kept doing it and I just kept trying to make it bigger. And I never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing now. She's like, but I still do that in my home. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the huge difference and also a huge gap between generations is that I don't know. I don't know one woman. I know one girl, Gen Z, because I encouraged her to do it. She's 17 and she, she called me when she was actually in town singing. She's, she's got big influence. So she sang for a church and was flying back to Nashville. And she said to me, I'm getting nine girls together in my home to study the word of God. And she's 17. Mm -hmm. And that's the one girl I know that I've have some influence in coaching over that's actually doing it, you know, um, Mm -hmm. outside of that, they're not meeting with people and doing that. And that's, that is, you know, Bible 101, you yes. know, it's just like, it's, yes. it's life 101. It's why you guys are depressed and anxious because you mm-hmm. don't have that community. And, mm-hmm. but they have millions of people following them online and listening mm-hmm. to them. And mm-hmm. so it's, I'm, I'm still discerning and praying through how are we going to bridge that gap? But my hope is to coach a few and teach them to do that and let that be a ripple effect um, down the line. But it's definitely different. Mm-hmm. The online world has has its benefits, but I think it also has really stunted a lot of the um, life on life, true discipleship that the gospel calls right. us to. Right, so. right. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know what, we have to go back to thinking about, you know, even back in biblical times, you know, we were, they were meeting outside and I, I went to uh, my my daughter's college um, Stephen F. Austin and all of the ministries, they had chairs outside. So you could see that there was life still going on mm, um, yeah. in the ministries. And and I thought that's approachable because everybody's they're social distance, but they're sitting right there outside. Mm-hmm. That's easy for you to walk up and just say, hey, yeah. you know, what what's, you what's going on? And mm-hmm. we got to go back a little bit to that. Yeah you know, to that thinking. I know we're used to grand, large church, you know, all of this, but there is nothing wrong with sitting Mm -hmm. outside on the patio. You can have some great uh, Bible study and conversations and, you know, stay in community, you know, Mm -hmm. with people. And the other resource that the Lord has brought in my life um, for studying the Bible is uh, Anthony Evans, his father, Tony yes. Evans, yes. you know, he did the commentary yes. and yeah. it is so complete from beginning to end. Mm. And it's, you can, you should read it. And he says in there, yeah. you should read it from beginning to end. I love it. it really help you understand scripture. Understand. Yeah. Um, the Lord brought that into my life at the right time. Yeah. Um, he, I got up early to pray one morning and the Lord said, I'm going to send you somebody to mentor you in scripture. And my husband mm-hmm. brought that home to me that night wow. as, awesome. a, as a surprise present. And I was like, okay, this is how the That's Lord it. does this, you know? Yeah. I love um, it. 
So this is wonderful. Okay, so I know we have to take a break. There are so many questions I have still about We Are Unveiled. So let's take a break, Monica, and we'll be right back in just a minute. Every Heart, Every Woman, the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. We're having a great conversation with Monica Zuniga. She's the founder of We Are Unveiled. She's a coach, consultant, and communicator empowering women to step into their full potential. And so, Monica, as we've been going through, we said that We Are Unveiled now is really going in through a revamp season. And you are focusing now on developing, equipping, and platforming unique, diverse female leaders in the Christian evangelical space and beyond. And so, like I said before, you really have the heart of God for this current season. And that is such a blessing to see a ministry go so boldly in that direction. Mm -hmm. But Monica, girl, you have scared me. With your Instagram. I looked on the Instagram to get ready to to talk to you um, for this conversation today. And I said, this girl has wiped all of those posts off your Instagram account. And because you've been building those posts for three, four four years. Easily. Yeah. So you are bold. You are really going boldly in this direction. That would scare me. But how... How has that been for you? And what's your what's your process of thinking as you're, as you're um, going in this direction? Yeah, I think when I wiped it clean, what's funny is that at the end of 2018 is when God told me. So I was on your show. Then end of 2018, God clearly spoke to me and said, I need you to put everything on pause and just lay this down for a season. And then mm-hmm. all of 2019, I invested in another ministry, helped build that ministry was really um, able to build a lot of the relationships I have now. A lot of the traveling I mentioned previously happened through that. And then at the start of 2020, God really spoke to me and was like, Hey, I am going to bring this back, but I didn't know how. So when it came time, I had already had about a year and a half of not really posting on the Instagram, not engaging with it. We lost about 2000 followers so far in that year and a half time frame. That I was like, I kind of want to start fresh because it's a totally different mission, a totally different vision, totally different content. Um, what was on the account before, those of you that would look it up now, you see nothing. But what was on the account before was just pictures of different women and different quotes and them telling their stories. And there's so much power in storytelling. There's so much freedom in storytelling. But it was all kinds of women from all kinds of backgrounds all kinds of testimonies. And I really do feel a conviction that this revamp and relaunch be focused on featuring minority voices. And I want people to know we are in build as if I go click on this page, I'm going to see Latinas, Asians, Filipinos, black women, 
you know, Latino ex women, I'm going to see all kinds of cultures, Mm -hmm. like, and their voice as Christian women talking about something, whether it's their story, a lesson they've learned an experience. That's what I want this platform to be known for. And so it felt like it just made sense to wipe everything clean. And also I feel like people that follow the account, I've gotten so many questions like this, like what's going on, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it builds a little bit of natural hype and excitement. Um, but I just also felt like this is a fresh vision. It's more me. The, the vision of We Are In Both was birthed out of me and my testimony and my experience. And this new branding is a rebirth out of my personal experience that I mentioned in the first half of this, of what I went through the past few years. And I feel like we, um, we have permission. And if you're listening to this, you have permission to change. You know, you have permission to grow. You have permission to use your voice to say, I used to think this way. And now I think this way, like God opened my eyes to this now. And I feel a conviction of, I just want to start fresh with this page and I might lose followers. I might gain followers. Really that is irrelevant to me. It's more so about just kind of a reflection of what God's doing in me and through the ministry. So it was pretty bold, but I feel really good about it. And I feel, um, I don't feel nervous about gaining or losing followers or any of that. I just feel like it will be a place where people can look in the future and know mm-hmm. this is a place where I can find unique voices that yeah. love the Lord. Yeah. And honestly, that that's why I feel like you have the heart of God for this season, because people, people want to be educated. They want to know what life is like in America uh, through the lens of, you know, all kind of diverse people. And so yeah. this will be a resource um, for people. This, this is where they can go. They will know that they can go here mm-hmm. um, to hear some stories, to hear life about life, a life from, from a perspective that's different, you know, yeah. from, from theirs. Yep. And I'm in so many conversations with, you know, so many church people mm-hmm. trying to figure out how do how do we hear different voices yeah. you know, in, in our church? Well, mm-hmm. this is a way. And so yeah. that's another reason why I really feel like you are right on the right path. So this is really good. I want you to talk about um, your life cycle. Of, so We Are Unveiled will follow a cycle of people will be able to join the network. Mm-hmm. They'll get biblical training, personal development. They'll get trained and equipped, platformed and then released. Yes. What is, what is that uh, kind of break that down for us? What is that going to, how's that going to play out? Absolutely. So um, one thing that God's just naturally done in this season is allowed me the opportunity to coach and mentor different women who have platforms and who are diverse and who are using their gifts for the kingdom. And so um, what that will look like for them to join the network, there will be two sides. So front facing what you will see on social media is an opportunity to follow us, to get great access or to join an online subscription to actually get access to an app to receive, um, specific content designed to help you grow as an individual, whether you're whatever colors your skin is, you're able to join and to grow. The caveat is that all of the voices that will be speaking into your life, that will be creating content, that will be helping you grow, will be minority-driven and minority-female-driven. So the content that's created will come from the women that I coach. 
So it's twofold. It's a platform for anyone to join, to subscribe to, to get access. And then I'm specifically elevating platform, platforming, coaching these minority women who will then be pouring back into the platform. So that's, that's kind of how that circle will go. So these women that come in, they join the network. Um, they'll be getting biblical training. I have a mentor in front of mine. She's based out of California, taught at Mariner's Church in a, in a teaching position for years and years. She's Puerto Rican, came to the States when she was 16, went to seminary in her 40s, has been teaching the, the word of God for 12 years, and she will be a big part of our biblical literacy and training for these women. And I'm so excited because I don't know. She's the first Latina woman I've ever met who's taught regularly at a white church, you know, and mm-hmm and can teach both in English and Spanish and knows the word of God. So she will be a big part of that. So these women that come in, they will be required to go through a biblical training course with her from Mm -hmm. there, the personal development side of things. These are, these will be things like money finances, as well as um, on the personal development side of having mentorship and discipleship. And so we will ensure that they have that relationship, whether we foster that for them or we ensure they connect with an individual that we will help hold them accountable to. And then the training and equipping side, there are elements and you'll understand this of how do, how do they show up as their full self in a space where maybe they're not welcomed in as their full self? How do they know how to dress? How do they know what to say? How do they, in some, in some ways, color switch if they need to in an environment, but not lose the sense of their identity and who they are in that environment as well. And so a lot of the training and equipping will be around understanding as a minority, what are your challenges? What are some things that people have learned before you that you can do differently um, in spaces that maybe you're not normally welcomed in? How do you strategy, how do you strategy in that? Um, Mm -hmm. Equipping them with speaking resources, how to speak, how to teach the word of God, things of that nature. And then with platform and release, I have a lot of relationships with conferences. I have so many book um, publishers I have relationship with. I have an, we have an agent that will be working with us that will be specifically helping these women get specific deals to platform them. And um, part of platforming as well that, that will come into the cycle is really also teaching them how to be well-rounded. So they're not just going to be speakers and communicators they're going to be business women. You know, they really are going to be that Proverbs 31 woman. We're going to mm-hmm. teach them how to monetize their influence, how to make the most out of it. How do you, how, do, how can you make money off of what you do in your sleep in some ways? And, or how do you make a business out of what you do? So you're not just dependent upon one source of income and you're really, you're really using your influence for the greater good. So if it's mm-hmm. helping them develop a product, a resource, an online course, Whatever it is, we're going to help them do that. And then once they reach the, a, a goal, really it's a number we're trying to identify a financial success. Once that woman reaches that success, we will release her and take okay. on a new woman to train. And so the goal will be that these women walk out so well-rounded and so well-equipped to break cycles, to have influence, to truly be leaders in their sphere. And we're not just limiting it to, yes, I'm passionate about these women showing up in the Christian evangelical space, but we're also receiving women who are in business, who are, um, you know, in music industry, whatever industry they feel called to, if they're minorities, we want to be the ones to train them, to get them totally equipped to walk out of, of work, working with us and have greater success. So, that's a, a, an idea. A lot of what they'll learn 
if they're developing a product, if they're doing an e-course, if they're learning how to speak, we're going to put them live on the platform. So they're getting training from, from me, from mm-hmm. our mentors, and then they're going to get to put that in action in a private space that is exclusive access to those that are paying for that. And so it, the goal with that would be really self-sustainable. So in order for, you know, Abby to be coached by me, it, there's a fee I charge every month, but if she can get 40 girls to subscribe to this online resource, her fees waived. And all she does is have to post and get girls to subscribe at, you know, 10 to $12 a month to be a part of the network that we're building. So my hope is that, and I believe it will work. These women have influence and it will be, they'll be motivated to get people to subscribe. So I don't have to pay that money. A lot of these women too, it's a, a big issue. Minority women don't have the money and the resources to chase after the things that some other people do. I have a, a right. friend that's awesome. She's my age, a white girl. She has money, family money to just build her business. And she's not worried about a thing. You know, she's just using that money and her parents gave it to her and she's able to build her jewelry business and chase her dream. That's awesome. I don't have that. A lot of minorities don't have that. We don't have that kind of money. And so what I'm trying to do is be creative with how do we get them to get those resources um, where they don't have to spend a dime to receive the coaching that we would give them. And it feeds into a seamless model where those that subscribe get benefit and in your coaching, you know, by getting the Mm -hmm. subscriptions, you get a lot of benefit too. So, yeah. That's that's really wonderful. So that this is also going to serve as a a way to kind of flatten the curve, and that's what we're looking for right now in America. Mm-hmm. How how do we help people who really want to work, who really want to dive in and do you know what it takes? You yeah. know, how do we give them the same equal um, opportunity yeah. as someone else? Like you said already has the money built in in their family mm-hmm. and is ready to just be launched. Yeah. Um, and, and training and mentorship is so important for every single, it, that's important for every single person on the planet of earth. You know, yep. if, if you are not being mentored, you are missing some things uh, in life. You have blind spots and nobody's helping you through those. Exactly. Through those blind spots. So I, that's why I love this. And I love that you're here talking about this so that we can also, if, if, if you're listening and all of this information is new, that some people don't have mm-hmm. the, you know, equal opportunities, then you're, you're learning and you're realizing sure. that, you know, and, and you may want to do something to contribute. And so, you know, there yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. And it's, you know, I think too, it's, it's why I, I made a point and I will make a point to make this subscription open for anybody, because I mm-hmm. believe there are women out there who are white, who really have a genuine desire to learn and to grow from the minority perspective. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the content on there will be created to teach you that and to teach you what it's like in in the shoes of a minority in America today, leading and growing. And I think, I think it's so important that we create space for everybody to learn and to grow and to hear one another. And I'm not saying that the white voices doesn't have their own perspective and their own unique struggle. But I do believe, again, how I said at the beginning of this, this episode, you know, God gave me this brown skin and I'm passionate about creating space for people to really 
understand what that means and Mm -hmm. to be a, a bridge builder in that. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's no shame if you don't know that this is an experience, but it's an opportunity really a, a holy and timely opportunity to learn and to engage and to understand, to seek to understand the vantage point and viewpoint of our brothers and sisters. So, mm-hmm. yeah, our brothers mm-hmm. and sisters in Christ. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So let's talk about COVID because we've said a lot about 2020 and it is, <laughs> it has been filled with all of this ups and downs and um, all of this learning experience that, that yeah. we're going through, changes in ministry. How has COVID changed We Are Unveiled? And has it been easy for you to adapt to the changes or or has it been a difficult season that has kind of pressed you um, closer to Christ? Girl, it's been hard. I think, I think COVID's been hard for everybody for different reasons, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, But I look back at the Lord telling me to put things on hold at the end of 2018 to now in November 2020, as we're getting ready to relaunch um, two, almost two full years of really nothing on this platform. And the Lord saying, I want you to relaunch in this season. You know, this is the time that I'm setting apart in a season of where people feel very isolated, not heard, alone, frustrated, and there's, I believe because of COVID, I don't, I don't think I would have relaunched this way if it weren't for COVID. Number one, I wouldn't have had the time to self-reflect to people have had so many awakenings in their life. You know, there's been so many awakenings individually and personally that so many people I know have had. I did a poll on my Instagram a couple weeks ago. I asked on my personal Instagram, has 2020 been an impactful year in your life. And a hundred percent of people said yes. And it was hundreds of people that said yes. Not one person said no. It was like, it's been super impactful and pivotal. Mm -hmm. And so were it not for COVID, I don't think I would be moving this direction or as passionate about this topic. And then secondly, I think it definitely has been challenging and hard. I'm, I would love to see things happen in person, but I think because of the nature of what our world is going through, creating a space online and a safe place online too, that's something the Lord has really spoke to me about is on this platform and with the women I'm coaching, I want to have the conversations people don't want to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to talk about this election. I want to, I want to talk to people who voted for Trump and people who voted for Biden, who both love Jesus. And I want to talk about it openly. I want to hear a white person's perspective on why they did that and what they think was right. I want I want a brown person to talk about what they feel. I want a black person to talk about how they feel. I want an Asian person to talk about how they feel. I want to create a safe space that's not online where you can get bashed and shamed for people mm-hmm. to openly say, this is how I feel. This is what This is what I'm carrying with me in light of this situation. And this is why I'm so passionate about this. I want to have conversations around homosexuality, the LGBTQ community. Like I want those, I want a safe place for that, those conversations to happen that aren't online on our phones where the whole world can cancel you for something you say, but create a safe and and, and sheltered and secure platform for people to come in and to learn. And what does God's word say about that? You know, what is what is my response to that? How do I feel about that? Um, I, I feel like if it weren't for COVID, 
I would not be leaning towards an app, you know, and an online space and were it not for COVID in 2020 and, and seeing people get crucified online for their opinions. Um, I would not be so passionate about creating a safe and secure place where anyone that comes in can know you're not going to be judged. If you ask a question, I would love to have a channel. And that's what I'm working on setting up with our developer on this app where people can ask questions like, is this offensive to a black person? Mm-hmm. Is this offensive to a Mexican? Is why do I, why, when I do this, does this happen? Like these questions, they need, there needs to be a safe place to have them because the church is not even meeting in person to have them. Number one. And number two, they're not leading and talking about them. And so I think it's so important to create that. And my hope is that this will be a small piece of that where you're not shamed, you're not judged. And there will be some aspects of control where people can ask the question and there will only be specific people that can reply to ensure that there's safety and a sacredness to that. Or they can even ask the question anonymously if they need to. There's there's aspects of, of things happening in our world that are causing people to really question the heart of God and to question the word of God and to question the heart of believers and Christians. And I believe many of them are simply uneducated and there is no resource to tell them, this is what God's word says. This is how your response should be. Here's scripture to back it up. Here's why that's important. Here's God's heart on that. and. Unfortunately, because the internet has made it so polarizing mm-hmm. to ask any question or to say anything, people aren't saying anything. And then they're just ignorant and in fear. And so if it were not for everything I've seen, man, I don't think I would be doing this, you know? And so it's, it's been pivotal for many reasons. Um, and my hope is that God will continue to use it, you know, obviously for his for his glory. But I do think that, um, yeah, people are more disconnected than ever. And my hope is to create a deeper place of connection for them. Yeah, that that's good. You, you know, I had, I had my friend uh, Douglas file on the show. Um, uh, I guess right when COVID hit and mm-hmm. when he and I met in college, we had those types of conversations. We had a very safe space where he could ask anything. And he, the place where he grew up, he wasn't around any diversity, really. And he always had these questions and there was nowhere for him to go to Mm -hmm. ask them. And there was no honest to goodness, safe space. And that is needed in the body of Christ. Everyone has questions about all kinds of different things. Everything you named, Everyone has questions about, and they want to know, what does the Lord say? But they also want to know, what's your perspective? If this is your life, yeah. what, what's your perspective? I actually want to hear, you know, yeah. what, what life is like for you. So, mm-hmm. uh, Monica, can you do this? Can you give us your, um, your website and how we can get yeah. connected with you? Totally. I would love for you guys to go to weareunveiled.com. It's U-N-V-E-I-L-E-D. You can sign up to be the first to know when we officially relaunch and get access to um, our online subscription and the resource with the app that I've talked about. Um, That would be the best place. You can follow us on social media at We Are In Build as well.
Wonderful. And I know that so many people are going to be blessed by We Are Unveiled. And so congratulations for revamping and doing this and following the Lord. This is absolutely wonderful. And thank you so much for being on uh, episode 17 and now episode 125. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, the Lord is so good. So everyone, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization Go to loveministriesbuilds.org for all of the great information about Love Ministries. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next week.